This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. I just finished traveling Southeast Asia for 41 days, and I usually always get sick when I travel, and quite frankly, eating is difficult for me. It's hard to find a restaurant, and I'm spoiled in Austin with my personal chef. Well, I took these little packets with me this time, 30 of them, in my carry-on suitcase. They kept me totally healthy with 11 different secret ingredients. You can see them at nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. I'll tell you more later on in the show. That's nathanlacka.com forward slash juice. Top Tribe, you know I don't have a lot of time to waste. That's why I use FreshBooks to send out invoices and make sure I'm collecting my money. To get your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. This episode 635 and coming up tomorrow morning, you'll learn from Amapreet Kalkat. His Bangalore startup just hit $40,000 a month recurring revenue, helping 18 customers get consumer data using social intelligence with his company, Froll. Good morning, everybody. Nathan Ladke here. My guest this morning is Amit Shanbag. He bootstrapped Rocket Reach from zero to over 300,000 registered users in its first year. Rocket Reach and the Rocket Reach API are trusted by some of the largest companies on the planet, like Apple, Google, Chase, Morgan Stanley, just to name a few. He has more than a dozen patents and started his professional life writing code for geostationary satellites. He's also a judge for the MIT 100,000K competition and hopes to invest more time and money back into the startup startup ecosystem. Amit, are you ready to take us to the top? Sounds good. I'm here. All right. So last time we had you on, it was actually a very good episode. Many, many people really enjoyed it. That was episode 465 in November of last year. And at that point, you'd passed 120,000 paying customers. Uh, your goal for, uh, or you passed $200,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Your goal for 2017 ARR is to hit, uh, you said $10 million. Are all those on track? You're beating those goals? Yeah, so yeah, I don't know, I don't remember exactly how many users we had back then, but we have almost three hundred thousand users now. Um, our growth has continued to accelerate, so all the all the signs definitely look positive, and uh, we're also investing in a couple of features in the uh, product that uh, we hope will really accelerate the revenue. When you say be specific with three hundred thousand users, people don't know what that means. Are those paying customers or free users? No, those are so we have three tiers of users. There are there are anonymous users who just use our site a little bit and go away. There's signed up users. So there are three hundred thousand signed up users. Okay. And, and there are paid users who are less than three hundred thousand, obviously. Okay. And last time you told me you had about 120,000 paid customers. Are you still at about that same area or have you gone up to 130, 140,000? Yeah, we're not exactly exposing that number, but it's somewhere, you know, it's definitely lower than 300,000. Okay, well, but Amit, you, you already told me that number on the last episode, that it was 120,000. I mean, I'm, all I'm asking is, have you grown above that over the last four or five months? We've continued to grow. We've, um, you know, ever since March of 2015, we've had, you know, double-digit growth, um, high double-digit growth, and that's continued to Okay, great. And you, so you mentioned one of your focuses here in Q1 is to get more teams signing up. So, so how do you do that? Pragmatically, how are you approaching that? Yeah, so a little bit of a journey, right? So what, what, what have we been up to? So we've, um, we, we tried to do a few things to figure out how to accelerate our revenue growth. One of the um, approaches that we tried 
is we tried to go more into the lead generation space, which is um, rather than just providing contact information and just doing contact discovery, let's give customers a list of leads based on uh, users who signed up for their service every day or something. We called it lookalike uh, lead generation. The key learnings from trying to do a lead generation product were one, that uh, the end customers hold us responsible for much higher, um, you know, a, a much higher value of, you know, a much higher quality of data and for things that are out of our control. If we provide a list of leads to our customers, then they have to actually, you know, reach out to them and follow up on those leads. Um, and how well they do that will affect how they gauge our data, which, un- which is sort of unfair. So this is like the same space as like Inspire Beats or Leadero or Lead Genius, Prospectify, Pro Leads, these kind of companies, Twofer, these kind of companies, right? Absolutely. Twofer probably does uh, contact discovery, but Lead Genius is a good is a good example of somebody that t- does lead generation. Okay. So if, okay. You, think, if you think about Lead, Gen- lead Genius, right, um, they charge you much more per row of data because they are giving you what they would consider a qualified lead. Yeah, they've got about 200 customers and their monthly ARPU is about 3.3 grand, 3,300 3, bucks. Exactly. Um, so, uh, you know, so, so the problem with that, the problem with that space is one, um, the, the, uh, the bar is very high. Like the quality of the data has to be very, very good. Otherwise people will, um, people will churn out very quickly. So how, I mean, could you not get to the quality of data that like a lead genius has? What was the challenge there? So we did not, so lead genius uses a combination of people and software, right? Okay. Uh, we wanted to do it completely with uh, completely with software, not rely on human intervention. So one of the things that we noticed is that we started hitting an upper bar of how good our quality was. Which was what? Uh, if if you give me a hundred emails, how many of them are going to bounce? Um, it's not the bounce. It's let's say we give you a hundred uh, emails. The question is, how many of those are good leads for you? And that's a subjective evaluation. Um, we found that we were topping out at about forty to fifty percent. We're so actually good leads. We're good leads. Yeah, the rest of them programmatically generated were not great leads. Okay. Uh, the other part of the problem is you've given this data set to your customer. They have to now follow up on them, right? So they could do direct emails. They could do Facebook ads, Twitter ads. Um, they, they have to call those people up if they have phone numbers, right? They have to follow up on that. Now, the, the way that they do that, their sales pipeline, if that's not good, they will eventually pass the blame onto us and then say, you know, this did not work because the leads were not good enough. Well, how does Lead Genius solve that problem? To be honest, I don't know. I, I don't know whether they are able to solve that problem. This is, you know, as long as you're providing leads and you're not in control of the pipeline, you are, you know, you are inadvertently going to be held responsible for things that are out of your control. Well, there, yeah, I mean, I don't look, that was episode 265 for anyone that wants to go listen to it. But I mean, they've got less than 2.8% gross customer churn per month and their MRR is above $700,000 per month. So, I mean, look, their ARPU is way higher than you. Maybe they're putting humans on every account and they only have 200 accounts. Um, you know, if they're, if they're able to do it with very low churn, that's awesome. But what we found when we were doing it, especially because we were not, you know, we were not doing the human intervention part of it, um, is that first of all, the cost of getting each customer was very high because we had a, you know, the sales cycle was long, a lot of handholding. How high? What was the cost? Um, I mean, you're talking about like almost a thousand dollars to acquire a customer. Okay. And what's your ARPU that you have on average? So we never really, we never really released this product to a point where 
you know, we have good metrics on these things. Got but it. Well, you have 120,000 customers, though. You must you must know what an average is. That's a huge no, sample size. Right. For lead generation, though, the lead generation product is not wasn't that. We basically piloted it. We never really took Got it. Got it. Got it. So the, the amount of money that we were getting per um, per delivery of data set was somewhere between 3000 to $7,000, right? And and the thing is that they wouldn't last for more than two to three months because eventually they they would um, eventually they would find that the, the quality of the leads. Yeah, was but that math works, doesn't or, it? Or if you spend a grand to get a user that pays you three grand per month, that's a grand for every nine grand. I mean, why, that math seems to work to me. It does work, but the margins are not as high as a self serve uh, model. Okay. Right? okay, I think this, the scaling of that is much much more difficult. Okay. And were you powering, I mean, a lot of your data, you want to do it with software. Were you kind of using a, a combination of like Clearbit and full contact? I mean, what other data sources were you using? Um, we're using a bunch of open APIs, right? So we're using a bunch of search APIs. You're using... Can you name a few though? Yeah. I mean, we're using AngelList, Crunchbase, um, those, those two things for sure. Um, but then the other ones are, a lot of them are spiders. Um, so they're basically just looking at open HTML pages. And are those spiders things that you've built your internally or you're paying access for other people's spiders? It's a combination. So we've got our own search cluster as well as APIs. Interesting. Who, who besides you guys, who do you think does that really well, the spider approach? Um, um, I honestly don't know because um, and there, there are companies that do it. And I'm not sure if Axiom uses this, but we, uh, yeah. To be honest, I don't know the answer to that question. We definitely use spiders. We definitely use entity recognition. There have been companies in the past that have used it, like Connectifier. Um, but to some extent, I think Connectifier also used their browser to collect a lot of the data. And from, you know, they, they plug in to collect a lot of the data from the user's browsers, which we actually do not do at all. Um, so, and then yeah, going, going back to your other sources like Angels and Crunchbase, I mean, do you pay Crunchbase? Is there, what, do they have a model where you can pay for access? Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the APIs are paid, so that's that's one of the reasons why our um that you know why our cost is high. Yeah, interesting. That's why it's not as high margin. Um, these the contact lookup model is relatively high margin, um, especially because we have no like no marketing costs, no sales costs. What is relatively high margin? Like 85 percent gross margin, something like that. Um, so start of this, so we we. We would say yes, about eighty-ish percent. Yes. Okay, got it. Uh, got it. Cool. Okay, so what did you do? You, you looked at the product, you put in a beta, you didn't like it. What did you do? So we decided that you know the direction that we want to go with the company is not a lead generation, um, you know, not lead, not a lead generation play, but a more of a productivity play. So we want to think, uh, we want our customers to think of Rocket Reach as a productivity tool that is always installed you know, on their browser, always something that they access and they don't think a lot about. Like it's, it's almost like, you know, a Salesforce, anybody who's in sales uses Salesforce. Anybody who's in a sales team uses rocket reach, right? Uh, we want that. We want it to become more of a de facto, um, productivity tool for sales teams. And so the features that we're focusing on, um, you know, they're catered towards teams being more productive with rocket reach. So, uh, directly being able to, send emails through our website, through our plugin, being able to track their effectiveness, uh, being able to add and remove users, 
we've made our plugin a lot more uh, powerful so that uh, it can pick up lead, you know it can pick up basically profiles from all sorts of other websites um so essentially making it easier for people to use Rocket and where are those pricing plans because on your website i only i see zero forty nine 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 two ninety nine but the only thing differentiated those really are number of lookups per month absolutely yeah we want to keep things as simple as possible right but where are the team features like if i want to try those where would i go um, so right now we don't have a self-serve team feature. If you want to, you know, if you want teams to sign up for RocketReach, the best way to do that is to contact support at rocketreach.co and we'll set you guys up. Got it. Um, but it'll be, I think in the next two or three weeks, you'll see a um, self-serve team sign up feature and it'll be in your account settings. You'll be able to go to your account settings and invite other members to your paid plan. Got it. And what are you guys, uh, I, I think last time we spoke, uh, you, you had told me that, well, how much are you raised? You're, well, it's boot, you're bootstrapped, right? We're absolutely bootstrapped, yes. And, and still about, you said last time team size was about five people. Has that grown or is it still about five? Uh, we're probably about to add two more people. Okay, so call it seven people. You're bootstrapped. You have one of the highest, because you're bootstrapped, uh, 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 revenue per employees in this industry. When you compare across Lidero, Lead Genius, everybody else. I mean, are you thinking about raising capital or do you think you can just fuel growth off revenue? Um, You know, I think that, it makes so if we had gone with the lead generation model, I think that we it would have made sense for us to uh, raise money, scale a sales team, and then grow revenue grow revenue that way. That was actually the original plan. But what you're trying to do is trying to scale without hiring a sales team, mm-hmm. um, and it, it remains to be seen whether that can be done. I mean, there's there's a healthy amount of skepticism about it. I mean, we've spoken to a lot of people who say, you know, you really need a sales team to uh, grow quicker, and that might is might quite possibly be the case. Um, but we want to find out if we can do it with software alone. Yep. So. Well, and, and and just to make sure, I'm going back on some of these numbers. So last time we spoke, which was Oct- uh, October 18th, 2016, you had said you, you had passed 120,000 customers and ARPU was about 70, which is in between all your self-serve pricing plans right now. I mean, that puts you at a healthy, I mean, your MRR is above two, 2 million per month, right? No, I mean, I really don't want to get, get into revenue numbers at all, just because it's very, very. Wait, I mean, but you, I mean, but you, I mean, this is, I, I'm literally, this is taken yeah. straight out of your mouth from the last episode. So I can't take 120,000 times 70 because that's what you told me your customer number was and your ARPU was last time. Right. So the per user revenue, um, per user monthly revenue is about $70. So that's actually accurate. Um, the, um, the number of paid users is, is kind of complicated. Right. The reason it's complicated is because there are teams. Um, and that's why I just don't feel I'm sorry. Yeah, I but I mean, so. sorry, but this is I mean, you're like a super smart guy. You're picking winners for MIT competitions. This is not a complicated question. So the, the, like, like, you have like number of logos and then you have number of seats across all the yeah. logos right. and, and you either have a credit card or you don't. I right. mean, so, so what I mean, what's the number? Is it is the hundred twenty thousand number the number of seats across all your logos? So, but to be honest, I think there was a bit of, maybe a bit of uh, misunderstanding. So when I said 120,000 users, I think this was probably like maybe six, four, five months ago. I don't remember. You'd said customers though, because you said he had 300,000 users. And I said, how many customers? You said 120,000. I, uh, I mean, no, I, have I, the re- I have the recording. I, I, I reviewed <laughs> it before this one. So, so let's clarify. Well, we can fix it now. Okay. Um, you know, I think those were, when I give you the hundred something thousand number, those were registered users. They're not all paid users, right? Um, 300,000 right now is the number of registered users. They're not all paid users. Um, so our revenue is not like $70 million or something else. Sorry, it's not crazy like that. Um, it's in the millions. 
and well, it's in the four millions. Well, and I'm not trying to necessarily get to your revenue numbers, but I just want to get a sense of, of scale in terms of your customer base. So, I mean, do you have more or less than 10,000 paying customers paying you 70 bucks per month? Yeah, I will not reveal that. I'm sorry. Okay, why not? Because the numbers you again, it sounds like we're way off from the last time you came on the show. Like it's, it sounds like it's a completely different number. Right. And yeah, I. Why do you want to reveal it? What are you scared of? I just, I don't think there's a need to reveal it. It's something. I mean, you know, if somebody somebody wants to buy us, we'll be happy to talk to them, reveal our numbers and stuff like that. But um, it's just not something that people need to. Uh, I th- so, I mean, one of the reasons I ask a lot of these questions on the show is because when people are listening, they want to yeah. take value and advice from people that are maybe about their same size or where they're trying to go. That's why I ask the question. So the problem with this is somebody that has maybe 100,000 paying customers at a lower ARPU is going to is going to is going to see this and go, oh, I should listen to a meet. That's going to be valuable. But you're right. saying you, your model is actually much different. You, your model is not high volume number of customers at a low ARPU. Maybe you have way less customers. I mean, can you give us a big range? Stay as vague as you want in terms of yeah. number of customers um it's in yeah let's say it's in the um it's in yeah it's <laughs> give me a big range and i'll stop give me a good range and i'll stop pushing you on it Sure. It's somewhere between a thousand to fifty thousand. Okay, good. That's helpful. All right, let's move forward. So what what are the plans moving forward into Q2? Kind of where do you put your focus? Um yeah, so so as I said, right, like people so so we're very sticky. People don't actually churn a lot at all, right? We talked about churn last time. I mean it was actually sort of around the nine percent mark. And what we've noticed is that churn so has gross customer churn per month was seven yeah, you told me seven percent. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and that has gone down significantly. Um, so over the last few months, I think that uh, you know we've made a bunch of quality improvements to our site, and the churn has gone down quite a bit. What so happened? What we, um, a lot of a lot of it was two of the main reasons that people used the churn was basically quality of data, and then we had some stability issues, and we fixed both of those. Um, so people are just more satisfied with the product. Got it. Uh, the other, there's a third reason that people churn that we still haven't fixed, which is, you know, how, what do you, once you have a large contact list, what do you do with it? And getting the data out of rocket reach and using it for something is still a little bit hard. So that's what we're fixing. And um, hopefully with that, um, you know, both, uh, both our, uh, both our, um, you know, churn should reduce our revenue should increase. The other thing that I've, you know, want to mention about our revenue, um, which is interesting is that one of the things that makes it hard from a, a revenue perspective to kind of clearly gauge what revenue is, is we also have an API. Um, and the API, it just runs at a very, very different scale. Yeah, I get it. You're talking about when I'm trying to do MRR calculations or something like that. There's two, you have two different revenue streams is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, I think, I mean, but I imagine you probably see very much 80-20 rule here. 80% of your revenue comes from the recurring subscriptions. 20% probably comes from the API. It's not that it's not that lopsided actually. Oh, okay. It's, um, it's probably yeah. We see so some some metrics, right? I think it's like forty percent API, sixty percent um, consumers, and okay. then internationals somewhat similar. Actually, sixty percent US, forty percent international. 
Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Heyo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Heyo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Amit, that's helpful, man. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? I haven't read one. All right, good. That's good. Number two, is there a CEO? <laughs> Excuse me. Is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, I think Sundar Pichai, you know, especially since he's been in the news, I've been reading about him a lot. What was the name? Sundar Pichai, the CEO of Google. Oh, yeah, good. Uh, number three, is there a favorite online tool you have besides your own? Uh, Google. What, what Google specifically? Search. Google search. Okay, number uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get each night? Uh, more now. It's probably about four to five. Okay, and um, what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? I'm married, I have a four-year-old. Oh, very good, and how old are you? I am 37. All right, take us back 17 years. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Yeah, I think I said this last time. Uh, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I think I worried about life a lot, and uh, you know, at a time when I should really have been enjoying life, I think I was worrying about it too much. Um, and I think for everybody who's young out there, I think take risks, uh, you know, give everything that you're doing a good shot, but worrying is not something that actually is productive and I would advise against it. Guys, there you have it. Take risks, but don't worry. It's not productive from Amit Shambhag, again, founder of Rocket Reach. They've got a team of five people adding two more out there in San Francisco, again, helping you get better data, better lead data specifically. They've got between one and 50,000 uh, paying customers uh, doing a turn now is less than 7%, 7% gross monthly CAC anywhere between 10 and 30 bucks, depending on the product line, about a 40, 60 split between API revenue and SaaS revenue. Amit, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. If you enjoyed Amit today, go back and listen to David yesterday. His lice-killing brush just raised $2.2 million pre-sales. So interesting that they're pre-sales raising that much money. It's going to retail for 20 bucks to kill lice with no chemicals. It would mean the world to me if you guys got any value from this episode, if you would go leave a review on iTunes right now and then subscribe. You know, I hustle like heck to get these episodes out every freaking day for you guys. And trust me, I love it. I would do it with no listeners. But boy, oh boy, it makes my day and it makes my team's day when we see great reviews and get your feedback. So thanks so much. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. 
How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. So guys, I'm so glad to be back in Austin. I just got back from a major tour of Southeast Asia, went to Sydney, Bangkok, Bali, and Japan. And you know, I always get sick when I travel. And this particular trip, my gosh, 15 different airports, 20 different hotels. I mean, imagine flushing in airport bathrooms. I was worried about germs and getting all the nutrition I need. I mean, finding a restaurant in Japan, difficult because nothing's in English. So it was hard enough to figure out the train system. But my point is, I had a guy named Drew Canoli on the show who said, Nathan, if you're concerned about that, take these little green packets with you. You just mix them once per day with water. They'll keep you super healthy. You get all your nutrients and they'll keep you from getting sick. So I took them and guys, they worked unbelievably well. I got no sickness, just mixed them with water once per day. They didn't make my water bottles all sticky. That's like nice. A lot of these mixers, they make them sticky. It was very clean and smooth. Took them once per day, never got sick. So they've got 11 superfoods and they're perfect if you're not traveling, but you're just on the go from your office to work. So you can check them out at nathanlatka.com forward slash juice. That's nathanlatka.com forward slash juice.